Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Nika Live. I am David Mead and as always, I will be your host on this weekly show where we bring you the latest and greatest of what the National Electrical Contractors Association has to offer. I don't know about you, but it is simply not a Monday unless we spend it together. So thank you for joining us again right here on LinkedIn Live where you can catch us every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern or in audio format like all the cool kids are doing as part of the Nika Live podcast. New episodes appear there every single Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. And frankly, you can get them from everywhere these days. I bet there's a fax machine that's doing podcasts now. And today we will be discussing an event that is really near and dear to my heart. It was one of the first times that I got with you, the Team Nika family. That is Nika Now 2021. This virtual two-day executive leadership conference promises to be an event like never before. I will be your MC coming to you live from beautiful Belfast here for this event on April 13th and 14th. And we are going to be joined by speakers at the absolute top of their game, leading their field, along with tons of amazing opportunities for networking and fun at every element of the program. You will not want to miss a single second. And today we are joined by two people who will be part of this extraordinary virtual event. Michael Aloso has spent the last 25 plus years working as one of the country's preeminent communication and self-awareness specialists. And I don't know about you, but in this climate, few things matter more than our ability to, number one, understand who we are, and number two, communicate that effectively to the people around us. He's worked with CEOs, with marketing executives, with sales teams, and many others to communicate effectively in a whole host of really important business settings. He's going to be joining Nika now to share his experience on all of these topics so you get a fast track to the good stuff. Lisa Sun is the founder and CEO of Gravitas, a retail brand and a confidence company. And at Nika Now, Lisa will blend stories from her own personal journey with data and experience-driven insights to offer talks that encourage audiences to choose self-confidence, work hard towards harnessing their superpower, and use Gravitas to advance personally and professionally in the work that they do every single day. And I am delighted to be joined by both of the now. First up, we've got Michael and then Lisa. Hello, Michael and Hi. Lisa. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Great. Are you really in Northern Ireland, Mr. Mead? I am. I'm coming to you all the way from the ghetto. Oh. And you know what? St. Patrick's Day has just wrapped and we are still deeply hungover. <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah, well, it's really Honestly, fun to be with every you day is St. Patrick's Day here, so don't worry. Um, so, Lisa, tell me, where are you based today? Where's home? Um, you know, I've always wanted to say the words live from New York City. It's uh, so I am in the heart of the garment district. We have a 30 person factory on 39th Street where we continue to make products in the heart of New York City. So live from New York. Live from New York. It's Lisa's <laughs> live from New York. It's Monday afternoon. <laughs> so, and how about you, Michael? Where are you based today? Every American sports fan is going to know the answer to this question. It's the only city in the last 15 years to win the Super Bowl the NBA championship, the Stanley Cup, and the World Series. There's a lot of your people here in my city, the young Mr. Mead. I'm in New England. I have two houses, one in suburban Boston. Today, I'm up on the southern coast of Maine. 
Oh, wonderful. I do love Boston. My favorite hotel there is the Lenox. I stay in it every time. Every time I go over, it's a beautiful spot. Well, look, you are both really welcome. And I can tell you, our audience are so excited to hear what you're both going to bring uh, to Nika. Now, so I'll start with you. You've made a whole career as a communications expert and as a self-awareness specialist. Tell me, for anyone that hasn't explored this area before, what exactly is self-awareness? What does it mean? And how can people achieve it in their lives every day? Harriet Beecher Stowe said this thing, David, where she said, truth is the kindest thing we can give folks in the end. So what self-awareness is, is a good slap on the face to tell you how you're coming across. What are your micro messages? Every now and again, I direct myself in a video or a film. And every time I do, I'm not as good as when somebody else directs me. So self-awareness is putting that lens up so that you see how you're coming across so that you can be more authentic. We all praise the word authenticity. It's the most important word there is for sure. Authenticity requires intentionality. You can't be intentional about that authenticity unless you see and know and hear how you're coming across. That's what self-awareness is. And I think it really can be an extraordinary way of bonding and connecting with the people around you. And I know that one of your topics at Nika now is feedback, specifically authentic, honest, truthful, as well as specific and positive feedback. And obviously, this is a really big part of any career. And for those attending Nika, it'll really help them improve relations and results inside their business. So uh, when it comes to giving and receiving feedback every day, how will this session help our delegates get the best results feedback's a compound word isn't it so the first word's feed and so uh, i call it truthful specific positive david tsp so any recipe you do david tsp with a period after it and a simple recipe is teaspoon so i believe our role as leaders is that we need to nurture and feed the people who come to us for criticism with that very criticism that we give them on a daily basis and what a lot of leaders brains are trained toward is finding fault finding what's wrong how can i fix this thing tsp is finding out about what's right how do I identify with great specificity what is right about an event, about behavior, nailing that, calling that out so that each person upgrades that even more and welcomes our, our eyes, our ears and what we can see and hear to make them better? And I think um, uh, we're very lucky on this particular LinkedIn Live because I don't know if the audience has noticed or not, we are three individuals with spectacular personalities. I mean, we should drop everything we're doing now and take this show on the road. I think the three of us are essentially a podcast waiting to happen. And I know, Michael, for you, personality is something that you work really hard to encourage and to, uh, to try and make sure that people manifest their authentic selves, their personality, so that people can actually have fun. And I think in this moment, it can be easy to undervalue humor and its role in the workplace and what we do. Why is this such an important topic for you? Something familiar, something peculiar, something for everyone, a comedy tonight. Today, Stephen Sondheim's 91st birthday, and that's the Sondheim lyric. Look, David, how many hours a week are you working in the workplace? Lisa, how many hours a week are you working? 40, 60, 80? If I can't laugh when I show up in your joint, I don't want to come. And right now, it, 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 with Black Lives Matter, 
COVID, ransacking the Capitol. You tell me what's funny. You tell me about what's funny in life. And so for me, what humor does, Robin Williams said this great thing. I'm probably going to misquote him, David, where he says, humor is acting out optimism. So what humor does is it helps us find the lift. We need to lift. Nobody wants to be dour, and yet the circumstances are making us dour. The very first virtual group meeting I did 53 weeks ago, first person to unmute, CEO from Philadelphia, and you know how those people are. First thing she did was she unmuted. She leaned in toward the, leaned in toward the camera, and she said to me, I hope this isn't going to be about coronavirus the whole time. <laughs> she leaned back. She did me a great favor. Entertain, brother. Make me smile. Yeah, I think it makes such a difference because ultimately when we bring our authentic selves, and you know what? I happen to think that it's part of our DNA here in Ireland. We laugh at everything. Some of the greatest parties I've ever been to have been funerals. And I can assure you, if you have never been to an Irish funeral, drop everything the moment that someone Irish around you dies. That is going to be the best 24 hours. And by the way, it will be 24 hours. You're not allowed to leave that house uh, very quickly, I can assure you. And Lisa, your company, Gravitas, was founded in in 2012 in reaction to feedback that you had received early on in your career. Can you tell us a little bit about your own personal origin story, how you ended up doing what you're doing today, what the company's mission is, and how yeah. you've pivoted over the years? Sure, sure. So, um, and I feel like Michael and I might be kindred spirits in our appreciation of feedback. Um, I was at McKinsey and Company, the management consulting firm for 11 years. And uh, actually, I started my career working for my family, um, who are uh, Taiwanese immigrants. And I started my career in a scrap metal yard in Fontana, California. After I helped my parents retire, I went to McKinsey and Company for 11 years. And my first boss told me that I didn't have any gravitas, that I didn't have any confidence. And when I asked her how to get gravitas, she said, go buy a new dress, look in the mirror and love yourself, um, which I think is a kind of weird piece of feedback to tell a 22 year old. Uh, and, and when I asked her why, she said, when you look in the mirror every morning, you have to like yourself. I can teach you how to be good at this job, but I can't teach you how to like yourself. And she said, when I put on a dress, I pay myself a compliment, right? If, if Dumbo had a flying feather, he never needed that feather to fly, but it was a reminder to bet on himself every day. And so we started the company with a mission to catalyze confidence. Um, our first product, Oprah named a favorite thing, which is an unbelievable thing to happen to a small company. And what we realized was less that we were successful in this moment, but that we were helping people through very tough times. And so um, we got letters from uh, people who wore our dress to go get a new job. Um, one woman ran to be the youngest woman judge in superior court history in LA. And what we realized was, you know, most people, um, you know, you're born fully self-confident. All kids are confident, right? There's nothing they don't think they can do. And in your adolescence, you lose that sense of self. You start to become self-conscious and it requires making a choice 
every day to believe in yourself. And, and I love Michael's comment around, you know, seeing positive things and strengths in others. Sometimes we have to see it in ourselves before others have the permission to see it. So there is self-awareness, not just about the things we can do better, but more importantly, the gifts that we bring to every moment. Um, you know, the, the, the hardest part of the last year is we traditionally do women's workwear, which if no one's going to an office, you know, how, what do you do? And our sales essentially went to zero last March. Um, we pivoted our entire operation to providing hospital gowns for Mount Sinai Hospital. So uh, that was an incredible thing to provide hundreds of thousands of gowns for people going through COVID. We produced over a quarter million face masks for the front line. And then we produced another quarter million for our community, all made in the heart of New York City. Um, our, Thai, our, our factories in Taiwan and China paused for 72 days. And so what we had to do was figure out a way to have our factory here be deemed essential and bring all of our workers back. And you can imagine with everything happening to Asians in America right now, my entire team of seamstresses are all Chinese American, that it has been a really tough last two months for us as well. But we're, we're here and we're excited because every product that we produce, we hope catalyzes confidence in someone's life. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, and, and I, you know, I've worked with people and organizations all across the world. And sometimes in times of change and in times of challenge, we need to remind ourselves that we're so often catching ourselves doing wrong or catching the people around us doing wrong. But sometimes we need to catch ourselves doing right. And that point that you made about believing in ourselves is so true. I remember my dad used to tell me, and I'm certain he stole it from a fridge magnet, but that doesn't make it any less relevant. He used to say, you live up to and down to your expectations of yourself. Convince yourself that the odds are stacked against you. You don't have the time, resources, experience, network expertise. And all you do are look for the opportunities to confirm that expectation. So your story, both of your stories really do resonate with me. And I know it will with the audience as well. Lisa, I know one of your core messages is self-confidence and, and harnessing your own personal superpower. What exactly do you mean by that? For, for someone who <laughs> is a NICA audience member who this sure. might not feel like a clear area for them. How does one find it and, and how has and your I, contributed <laughs> to your success? You know, uh, David and Michael, I'm going to put you on the spot though, because that makes for a good broadcast, right? Which is, um, we did a we did a collection of products for the Wonder Woman film. Warner Brothers gave us a license and my team, we were talking about how do mortals have superpowers? And it actually, the insight came from a young millennial on our team and she said, you know what? Everyone can have a superpower. It's what you're the best at in the world, not what you're good at. A lot of us are good at a lot of things, but what are you the best at? Nobody else in the world is better than you at this. And people stumble on this question, by the way. They, they, they really go, ooh. And I always say, you got to make the unconscious conscious before you can share it with others and you get credit for it. So I'll share mine and I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, I have two superpowers amongst many. Uh, I am the world's best plus one please invite me to something with you, please, because I will fetch your drinks. I won't hover. I'll go meet other interesting people. I am the world's best plus one. Um, and the second thing is I am the world's best positivity mirror that when we spend together time together, I reflect all the things that I see your best qualities back onto you. And I'm not afraid to tell you what I see in you. So those are my superpowers. I want to hear yours. Lisa, I love it. Michael, I'll let you go first because I'm a gentleman. So what are my superpowers, actually? 
David, the best out in the world. <laughs> David, all I want to do is watch Lisa. Lisa, you are stunning. I can't keep my eyes or ears off of you. You're everything you say, you, you, you know how to blend confidence and humility at the same time. Because what's so incredible about watching you, you're speaking about confidence. And at the same time, you're dem demonstrating incredible humility. Even your stories resonate of humility. What my secret sauce is, what my superpower is, is I'm a beauty gatherer. I like going out in the world, gathering beauty, and then reporting the beauty that I see. And I don't think anyone's better than I am at that. I love that. Well, Michael, we need to exchange numbers because I Absolutely. think we texting buddy. Texting buddy. Without yeah. question. Without <laughs> question. <laughs> so I, if I had to guess mine, uh, I think the one thing that I have managed to do throughout my entire career is hide my very clear, very present, huge, monstrous imposter syndrome. I cannot tell you how many times I have mm. found myself in, in rooms that I definitely should not have been in, that I definitely... Bluff is the wrong word because I didn't lie, but I, I managed to build a veneer of self-confidence that was really well manufactured that actually over time became pretty real, pretty solid, pretty robust and pretty resilient. And so I think everybody has this imposter syndrome. I'm really good at packaging it up, swallowing mm. it down and succeeding that thing that I wanted to get anyway. And my perfect example of this is years ago when I was a university lecturer, I loved that job. I loved my students, but I I had this teeny tiny idea that I wanted to have a TV show. And I, I went to everyone around me and I said, hey, guys, big news. I'm going to knock on the door of the BBC and I'm going to ask them for a TV show. And they all said, no, what are you doing? Don't be ridiculous. You've got no experience. You don't know producers, researchers, directors. They're going to laugh you out of the place. And honestly, no exaggeration. Six weeks later, I knocked on their door. Two weeks after that, I got a contract. And I remember going to all of these friends. And I mean, I'm still friends with them today and telling them, guys, you're not going to believe it. I, I didn't listen to you. I went to the BBC. I asked them for a show and they said yes. And they're, virtually all of them, their response was, yeah, but will they give you a second season? I'm like, let me have this for a second. <laughs> so I think I mine is hiding that imposter syndrome. And Lisa, that has worked really well for me. But of course, everyone has one, don't they? Yeah, no, but that's that's a that's about letting go of those insecurities and embracing the fact that you are capable of doing it. And, I, and one of the things I hope we get to do together in Nika Live is have everyone discover what that is in themselves. But, you know, it scales up because then you realize what your team's superpower is and then you realize what your organizational superpower is. And it, it really kind of ladders up. And that's why I like, Michael, the fact that you talked about pe seeing people's strengths, because I think that feedback can be spiraling or it can be empowering. And I think that's going to be one of the messages we're going to talk about in April. And speaking of organizational superpowers, I know in this moment, as the world seems to be continually shifting and changing, one of the big pillars that many of our contractors are trying to focus on is innovation. And I know that will be the theme of your talk session at NECA now. Uh, Lisa, can you give us a bit of a preview as to how you might cover that topic? Yeah, well, these are connected. Um, I believe that you can only innovate in a place where you are already strong and the best at. If you ask me to innovate in a tech company, good luck. I don't know anything about technology. Um, but if you ask me to innovate in fashion, in apparel, in women's lives, those are things that I know about. So really having that recognition of what your superpower is unlocks the ability to innovate. Uh, the second thing I'll talk about is I think we've made innovation into this 
huge mountain. It, 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 you know, people say the word innovation and they cringe. They're like, I can't do that. That sounds too much. I believe innovation is any incremental improvement on the status quo that serves your customers, your community, and your team. And so when you lower the bar on what innovation is and you start from a recognition of what your strengths already are, it opens up a whole solution space for you to be able to serve your customers better, bring emotional and functional differentiation, um, and win hearts and minds. And, And I'll talk about all those six steps, but that last step around hearts and minds becomes critical because you might have a great idea But embedding it in the organization, getting followership for it, getting support for it is going to be a question of winning both hearts and minds. So we'll we'll talk about the root of innovation, what it really means, and then the six steps to get there. One last question to both of you. Obviously, for all of us, our worlds uh, went into a tailspin 52, 53 weeks ago. And it's almost like this is really we're in the new normal now. So I need to ask both of you, why are events like this so important? Why is it important that we're getting together virtually, even if we can't be together inside the room? Michael, events like this really do matter, don't they? At a time like this, All I need is Lisa Sun and David Mead. Let me tell you, David, like just sitting here right now, watching both you and Lisa, and you you two couldn't be more different from each other, is I am learning so much. I'm being inspired. I mean, I write down, you said facts. I had to look up what facts meant. I mean, you used facts. Like, what's a facts? I thought that was so cool. And then, and Lisa said, you have to make a choice to be confident. I'm going to embroider that and put that over my mm-hmm. bed. I mean, I'm I'm being inspired and learning so much, even from this little peekaboo, that think about that if you magnify that. So what events like Nika, organizations like Nika are doing, it's giving us a chance to bond together. You know, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. says we're, we're tied together in this single, this web of togetherness. And this just celebrates that. Get out of your funk, come in and smile, be energized. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I same would question say, to you, Lisa. Yeah, you know, I would say, you know, I've been decoding the word Zoom fatigue for the last few months, because um, I don't know if it's real. I actually think we have self-fatigue. I think we're all grieving the year that we didn't have, that we expected to have. Um, We're experiencing different levels of sadness and lack of connection. And so I actually think Zoom fatigue is less about turning off the Zoom, but actually jumping into it and feeling like I have a chance to improve myself, learn something, because I I think the word fatigue is really more self-loathing and sadness and grief. And I think part of events like this is turning the page on that and saying, actually turning on your Zoom camera, jumping in allows you to overcome that grief that we've all mutually experienced over the last year. So I think we're talking about um, uh, letting go of grief and embracing self-improvement as a way to move forward. Well, I am feeling the exact opposite of fatigue talking to both of you. This has been such a joy. Thank you so much. I know that I cannot wait to see your sessions. I'm going to be clearing the diary so that I can attend. And I know many of our audience will as well. Michael and Lisa, thank you so much to both of you for being so generous with your time. We will see you at NECA now. 
Thank you. Thanks for having us. Take care, everyone. Thank you. And of course, I hope that we get to see all of you at Nika now as well. Remember, we will be there virtually um, on April 13th and 14th. It's an amazing opportunity for you to invest in yourselves, to invest in your business, to invest in the entire sector. I promise you, you have my word. It will be an incredible two days. What else can we expect at the first ever virtual Nika now? Besides all of the leadership development and presentations, We've got plenary sessions with Marcus Lemonis from CNBC's The Profit, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs, Steve Pemberton, and many, many more. You'll be able to network with other attendees. You'll be able to engage with our world-class NECA premier partners. You'll be able to hang out with all of the NECA staff and with me as well. I'm sorry to break it to you. The accent is staying. And of course, you'll experience entertaining lunch sessions and an amazing virtual closing reception. You can register register right now at nikanow.com. I cannot wait to see you there next month. And also, we're excited to announce an amazing silent auction. Maybe I should whisper this. An amazing silent auction as part of Nika Gives Back. This begins on April 1st, but it will not be an April Fool's. So it is before Nika Now. So make sure that you get involved. It will be running throughout the entire meeting. We're auctioning off some signed memorabilia from Tom Brady, from Tiger Woods, from Jimmy Buffett, from John Rich, from Big and Rich, fine jewelry, and so much more. All of the proceeds will be going to Benefit Team Rubicon, an organization that serves communities by enabling veterans to leverage their extraordinary skills and their life experience to help people prepare, to respond, and to recover from disasters and humanitarian crises that are happening all across the world. Once again, the silent auction begins on April 1st, so be ready to contribute to an amazing cause. Well, look, that is it for now. Thank you so much for joining us here for another Monday. My Mondays would not be the same without you. So take care, be good. Remember to tune into the podcasts that come out every Thursday, and I'll see you back here next Monday.